This week on The Reverse Stick, it's a new year, an Olympic year, a year for grand expectations. you put on weight, haven't you? I can oh. hear the chair squeaking. Fuck off. Yes, we're back. It's The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. You kick off with fat jokes. <laughs> Come on. It's part of my... Three weeks without hockey. It's part of my new safeguarding policy. Safeguarding you from a fat tummy. Well, I think safeguarding me from falling off this chair is definitely squeakier than it normally is. Yeah, there's more of a load on it, my friend. You've had a good Christmas, haven't you? Rude. Very, very rude. Happy, uh, Matt Allen. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, John Lee. How are you? I'm fine. Welcome, welcome, listeners, to episode one, two... Six. 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 One, two, yeah. six of the reverse stick. It's 2020. It's a new year. It's a new show. We're going to do things a whole lot different this time around, aren't we, John? No. No, no we're not. No. Same old rubbish. What are we doing different? Same old rubbish. Okay. No, not the same old. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for downloading. It's new subscribing. Uh, we'd appreciate a few uh, likes and reviews and, you know, shares and all that sort of stuff. Nice reviews. As always. No, we don't care. Give us a bad one. Not the sort of reviews cats get. What? Let's move on, shall we? Should we get okay. to the important Are you things? being topical? Oh, well, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. What's going on? Well, nothing has been. It's been Christmas. Ah, uh, there's been oh, lots, no. No, lots of indoor hockey going L- on. Lots of club indoor hockey and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, apparently there was an AGM or there was some sort of meeting. The Asian Federation held some sort of meeting. Nothing, executive board meeting on... Christmas Eve. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about what they discussed. No, there's a couple of photos popped out of that one. Yeah. But, you know, interesting to see what happens there. Watch this it was space. A five sided conversation. <laughs> um, five sided conversation. So nothing's really bad. What, what have you got that's been happening as far as hockey on the field goes? I've got, I've got heaps of stuff, mate. Hang on, have a listen. I've actually done some, research? Done, done some research here. Yeah, one, oh. two, three pages. We'll have opportunity to ball the hat out of you. Uh, Alan has done research. With that, with that, with that, with that later on. Uh, we, we, we have got a great interview coming up as well. We do. Just we left the studio interview. now. We're about, about face on it. But uh, yeah, Alec Rasmussen from Field Hockey Label uh, joined us. You're, a you very are short actually one. looking uh, very... I'm now wearing the Field Hockey Label shorts and shirt that you'll find out all about coming up in the show. When I walked into the studio earlier on though, John, what was I wearing? TRS shirt. And what were you wearing? TRS Yeah, cool kids. Team TRS. Yeah. Hashtag Loho Poe, the cool kids hanging out. Huh? Let's get to the news, shall we? Some kind of t- tele... It's, what? it's all upcoming news. Telepathy. Yeah, okay. Uh, telepathetic. Very. Coming up stuff, because that's what it's all about tonight, as far as the news goes. Things that are coming up, and you know what? The big thing, of course, is the Olympic Games, Matt. This year. In Tokyo. Tokyo. First time since 1956, isn't it? No, 56 was in Melbourne. 60 was Tokyo. 60, that's what I said. You're not Australian yet. You're saying 56 games was in Tokyo, my friend. Gee. Um, The hockey tournament for the 2020 Olympics gets underway on the 25th of July. That's a Saturday. Uh, it finishes up with the men's final, which will be on, let me see, that's a men's schedule. It'll be on the Thursday, the 6th of August at 7pm, the gold medal match 
for the men, uh, local Japanese time, and for the women, their gold medal game will be on Friday, the 7th of August. Now, you might just want to fast, for- fast forward. 7pm. Fast forward 25 minutes in the podcast, because John's going to take us through every single international fixture between then and now. John, take it away. No, I'm not. I was just going to go through the pools quickly. Uh, pool A for the men is Australia, Argentina, India, Spain, New Zealand, and Japan. And Pool B... Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, Great Britain, Canada and South Africa. Uh, the pools for the women, Pool A is Netherlands, Germany, Great Britain, Ireland, India, South Africa and Pool B is Australia, Argentina, New Zealand, Spain, China and Japan. And uh, you can get tickets. If you go to the, the Hockey uh, FIH website and the, find the, the Hockey, hockey FIH, 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 FIH.ch, FIH.ch, there's links there to the fixtures, the gift of hockey. Um, and you can um, find out travel details and ticket details there. And, and if you can, get there. Go. And Olympic it, Games. Fabulous. And if you want a hockey gift, just uh, we you handed some out in the last show, John. Um, you, like one? you can have Friday. No, I thought, no I've, got, I've got mine. Thanks oh, very much. Um, oh. i tell you what. Let's just pick out a random Patreon. Uh, let's, um, John O'Shea. Give, John, give John, John, a, John a gift there. I'd say he can have a semi-final on them. 5th of August for the uh, women. Uh, either one, they're, they're not... Can you can you tell us the teams in that one? No, not yet. If I could, I wouldn't, I'd have money on it. Can I give it to you? Go on. Australia and Netherlands. Oh, Australia and Netherlands. Um, for the women... All right, and one more, one more for, for in, another, uh, pa- another, so another, another top-tier Patreon subscriber, Gavin Lee. What does Gav get? Gav, oh, look. Oh, that's a, I'd have to think about that one because I'll be speaking to him tomorrow. <laughs> well, Keely's already um, Keely's already received one. What, what's Gav going to get? Well, Indonesia sadly is is not in the Olympic tournament this oh? time around, and okay. that would have been near neighbour, near neighbour maybe. Oh well, Japan. Okay, give me yeah. give me Japan. Uh, uh, Japan. Oh, Japan versus Spain. Gigi versus my brother. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's just... on Saturday the first of August at ten a.m. That's on uh, the South Pitch. That's. Uh... Just one of the gifts that you receive Gift as a hockey. as a Patreon subscriber. You too can subscribe to our Patreon account. Go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. Any support would be greatly appreciated. Back the, to the the reason I brought up the Olympics first yep. is because it is a special year for hockey, an Olympic year, and everything else that is going on before Saturday, July twenty fifth is geared towards this as far as those 16 nations. Regardless of the tournament. Regardless of whatever else is happening in the hockey world, and even the nations outside that didn't make it to the Olympics, it's hockey is still revolving around the Olympics for them in a funny way. Let's get to the Pro League, Matt, because that's the first big thing that's kicking off. And guess what? It's only, as we speak, two days away. I know. Get I couldn't to... believe the tweet that came out. Again, two days... Of... Geez, it was only ten days ago, yeah. or at least three days ago. I've lost five days somewhere. And guess who's kicking it off, Matt? Uh, Netherlands and China. Ne- in Shenzhou. Uh, at the Wuhan Hockey Stadium. I was just guessing. 2 p.m. Chinese the, time, so that's plus eight. I see the Netherlands, Netherlands have been in Singapore for a few days, and cool. been, yep, lots going on there. A pollution advertising. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, we can't speak where we are at the moment. Well, that, that's on Saturday, the 11th it's of smoky, January. Yeah. That's my mum's 80th birthday. Happy 80th birthday, mum. Well, get on to birthdays later on, John. Oh, we've got a real good special surprise sorted out for us. It, I can talk about it here because she doesn't listen to the podcast. But... Isn't it FIH aren't doing a tweet, are they? 
Uh, I bet they will. <laughs> if I if I let go the secret of my mum's surprise 80th birthday gathering on Sunday, yeah, that she still hasn't tweaked is going to happen, or the fact that her sister's flying over from Sydney to surprise her oh, on Sunday morning. Beautiful. Is she um, is mum's on Twitter still? My mum. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's all over the sort of thing. You know, she's uh, she saw just about every hockey game I played as a junior. Yeah. And uh, it didn't matter what my performance was. No. Oh, I thought you played well today, darling. Bless. That's the sort of mum she is. And she still cleans your undies for you now, doesn't she? No, she doesn't, although I can't let her go near the bedroom because she starts folding things and putting them away and it drives me dead. I know. This is Lee mad. Embarrassing when it would happen with that prophylactic that was in the <laughs> Mate, we're not, we're too old to need to worry about that sort of thing these days, my friend. Okay, uh, yes, that's the women get underway, uh, it's the Netherlands and China, and of course the way the Pro League is working this year is instead of it being home and away like it last year, you still play each team twice, but it's on a home, double, home double. basis. Yeah. So next year, China will be playing the Netherlands in the Netherlands, but this year they're playing the back-to-back games on the 11th to 12th of January at 2pm. Local time in China, which is good for us, Matt, because we're both plus eight GMT, so that'll be two at PM in the afternoon for us. Thank you for that. And uh, if good you go, for us. Hope it's good for you. And if you do go to the um, FIH website, go through the various things to click on the Pro League. It has all the fixtures listed there with the times, uh, plus the time differences, so you can figure out what time your team is playing when they play overseas very easily, and also all the broadcast details. Now the broadcast details basically worked out as. If your nation has a broadcast deal signed for showing the Pro League, you'll get it through the subscription provider. Um, if not, if you're, there's no TV deal for your area, then it will be on FIH.live. Sorry. Sorry. Hang on, hang on, say that again. It will be on FIH.live. That's enough. Okay. So that, that's where the broadcasting goes. The Fingers crossed. We're, we're, we're almost 12 months on um, since the launch of FIH.Live, aren't we? We are. Let's do a special FIH.Live uh, oh, the dissection. The of FIH.Live. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll maybe on another night yeah. we'll do that. Um, look, squads are sort of out at the moment. It's gonna, look, it's going to be a pretty interesting pro league because it's compressed this year due to the, the Olympics. They start on the 25th of July, as we mentioned. Um, the last game of the Pro League, let's have a look for the women, is on the 28th of June, and the last game for but the we're men just, it's is pu- on the 28th of June But it's as well. purely league format this time it's around, there's no, no finals. There's no finals, so they don't have to worry too much about uh, stuff like who's qualified because people miss games or whatever. Um, so what do you reckon, what are, what, are, what, are, what are sides doing? Is it full ball, uh, top squad, every game? Or is this the oh, opportunity look, for coaches to, to, to assess those on the outer? We saw the, the approach of the Netherlands and um, the women's comp last year. A lot of players uh, circulated through it's the group there. It's hard to tell because, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't read through all of the playing conditions for this year. Now, some, some teams have named long 30-plus squads. Some have 
named in the 20s as far as number yeah. squads go. So even though it was written into the playing conditions last year, and I assume there are there, again there this year about when squads should be submitted and blah, 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 um, that's all still up in the air. So who's actually going to turn out for particular teams in particular games is still pretty much up in the air. Most of them include all the players you'd expect to be seeing at an Olympics. I don't think there's too many that have got players, oh, they've been omitted from the Pro League, they're pushing uphill to get to the Olympics. I think most of those players are in the squads. Yeah, well, a lot, lot of nations have named their 2020 squad, haven't they? Yeah, and, uh, and let's face it, all of these teams are playing in, at the Olympics. So what better preparation could there be for an Olympic campaign than something like the Pro League? Yeah. Which should also make the Olympics perhaps more interesting than it has been in, in previous years in the sense that... Um, because the teams will know each other yeah, better they, than they, they normally had the, Yeah, do. they've had those learning experiences. Yeah. There's, there's always teams that are going into an Olympics that will have played more against particular opposition than others. Yeah, yeah. There'll be some teams you haven't played for a long time. There'll be some teams you always play. But this way around, the, the best teams will have some idea about who they're going to be facing up. And now, how, how particular coaches and what their expectations are and national associations for their performance in the Pro League... Um, that'll be interesting to see if, if there's any discernible influence going on there. And you'll only know that on game day when you yeah. start looking through squads and, and that sort of thing. All we've no, got at the moment is a list of names. Um, we did see Alex Danson announcing her return to the game recently. Yeah, yeah, no, a photo popped up today on yeah. Twitter or from, from yesterday that she was, uh, uh, at Bishop Abbey. Yep. Ready for service. Yep. Now she's back with the, uh, the setup, but she's not named in the, in the squad, at least as as far as it's when I've printed it off, it's yeah, not yeah. been updated now. Uh, the, so there's that, still that, room that, for that, some, that, yeah, you know. That's, that's I dare say that they, England hockey would be hoping that she can prove that she's fit and firing. Cause come Olympics time, and maybe they'll play her in two or three pro leagues towards the end of the season. Who knows? So there's still that squeezy room that sort of was ignored last year by the FIH. Um, one of the things that I understand why these sorts of things happen, but one of the things that irritates me is it doesn't allow the peripheral things that need to be done to try and promote this sort of competition to happen. Because media companies don't know what squads are. You got, you know, there's no definitive date things have to be announced by, so there's no opportunity, real opportunities to do proper promotions. You know what it's like to do proper promotions, don't you, Matt? I do, but 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 you also need that flexibility in the competition of the, the nature it is, that it is. That's, yeah, but uh, team, teams in other sports have to announce squads far earlier. Yeah, and, they also, have to but, stick yeah, to but they also have. The problem is having to stick to them. Regi- different registration periods through the season. No, 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 no. This is a national team thing. This has got nothing to do with you know teams playing at different times of the year, comp- national competitions and stuff. This is no, no. You can you could say two months ago this is going to be our squad. Remember, we're talking about squads that are thirty odd, or I think the thirty-five. Yeah, well, I think so. It's not like they don't have some idea. No, no, but I think most. They're not named. They're not named when you go through these sheets. Most teams Uh, have uh, not got named full squads before the competition starts. Well, that was that was going to ask you. I haven't checked out any of the 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 pro league websites because remember last year you went to the FIH site and everything just automatically led you into a pro league site where we had some correct photos, some incorrect photos, some information, some. Well, I didn't go there, on, I went straight to TMS, because that's but, where the but, uh, official stuff is, and yeah. the official stuff is varying. But it, it's a it's a very short uh, time frame between 
when your squads are named and bang when you're playing games. Yeah. So you're right. And look, it's, it's, and, you know, it's not necessarily there, the info for the lead-up for, for a journo. And we need to get better at not that. Not just journos, it's for generating fan stuff. Like, how do we, you know, yeah, yeah. all but, sorts but, of but reasons. But we've got to get it right for the journo, so it's easy. They can just pick a grab, take this, bang, whack out an article. Sorry? They're lazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll talk more about lazy social media stuff later on. And it is a, a compressed format, slightly. No final, so... But because of the Olympics, it's, they've had to start early. The early start date sucks. Let's face it. It shouldn't be starting this early normally. Yeah. But it's going to have to because of the Olympic year. We all get that. Um, but there's, uh, yeah. Have you thought much about it? I'm, I don't know what to make of the Pro League this year as far as how this double up system for the home and away well, is going to work. Yeah. Um, how, how much teams are, I mean, no team wants to go in on, into an Olympic campaign on a losing streak. You don't want to finish ninth in this competition having won one game. But at the same time, but, but you don't want to be burning no, it all before it you de- get it there. Depends what, it depends what the learnings are for the squad out of it. You That's know, the, the Olympics thing. are it's... almost a final for, for the pro league. Yeah. It, it, I, I struggle to see the teams that what, aren't what, playing what it the ain't, it ain't about any influence on the But the difference whatsoever. between finishing fifth and, and ninth, it's not about the financial implication, is it? It's not about the prize money that you're going to get in, in, in the difference there. So if you're finishing fifth, you might as well finish ninth and get yourself into a position where it's the case to, to, to present better at the Olympics. But as a coach, the you don't goal. want your players in that mindset. You want, you want the, you don't Of course, want no, you want to win every single game of hockey you play. That's, and, and then go into the Olympics and win every single game there and then win every other game for the rest of your lives. Yeah, but yeah. It, it looks like, um, the competition is far more compressed than it was last year, but I like that. I like the fact that there's the hockey's a bit more spread out. But have we got every weekend hockey being played? That's uh, what. Look, just I did, uh, don't take us for every day, but that was some of the frustration we had last year was the the sporadic nature of some of the fixturing, and it's important for the for the. Um, Hockey lovers. We've got a break in April. Potential hockey Easter, lovers. Isn't it? When's Easter? Yeah, uh, 10th is Good Friday, April the 10th. Okay, there's a game on April the 11th and there's nothing for another two weeks. Well, that's uh, EHL, EHL on that EHL, weekend. Yeah, yeah, so that would be, you know, understandable, but it's basically a far more compressed competition than last year. I look forward to that. We'll be talking more about the Pro League once it kicks up underway. So is it just one game at the weekend and that's the only? Uh, there's two games, but they're both, um, in China, the Netherlands China uh, games. So, right, okay, of course. Back to back, course. Saturday and Sunday, and then the next game for the women will be on the 24th of January. That will be the USA Netherlands. But and, once, um, once again, though, are we, are we damaging our sport again by doing this back to back? We've had it with the Olympic qualifiers. Why not have a day's rest in between? Well, some of the games. Friday night, Sunday rest. afternoon. No, 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 they're all back to back games. Oh, well, I can understand that. Matt, that's about saving money. Yeah, but is it about presenting our sport in the best possible way? Uh, look, They're already saving the money by by halving the the, the air travel with with having the the, the double home away things. Uh, yeah, but I, I oh, look, you can't tell. It'll be at the end of it. I thought after the Olympic qualifiers that there's a there seemed to be a definite advantage to the home team because in a lot of the games, the away team was 
able to go pretty much with them. They might have lost, but they were able to stick around and be within striking distance. Yeah. Whereas in the second game, they were getting blown away. Now, that wasn't every game, and we should saw some stark contrast to that. No, and, and, However, and, and the proviso with that is, is the home team was the higher-ranked team in, yeah, in every case. So you, there's some sort of expectation that would happen. It would be interesting in this scenario where teams aren't necessarily playing at home because they're higher-ranked and how that works. So, you know, would you... Would you expect perhaps the Netherlands to win both those games against China? Yes, you would. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, pa- on, on paper, on, on everything. Yeah, now they took them close last year, though, yeah. in the game that the Netherlands played in China. Now... No, didn't they get a win there? Wasn't it a 2-1 win for no, China? No, they beat Germany. I think they just lost or they drew with the Netherlands. Right, yeah. yeah. But, um... Yeah. yeah, they had an upset win towards the end, though, didn't they? Yes, yeah. we'll, yeah. we'll just have to wait and see how all that sort of stuff plays out in a slightly different format and a different weighting to the ways teams are playing each other. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it was a worrying trend whether that trend continues. That's what's going on there. Let's also... Oh, wait a sec. Let's play a sting first. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> that's an... App- one day. One day in time. We'll get The problem, we're not around the desk enough, John. We're not podcasting enough. You think? Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Yes, thank you, Nick. I'll be listening to you very soon. Euro's coming up and whatnot. Um, one thing that is coming up very, very shortly, though, is the Euro indoor stuff, Matt. Indeed. Um, the national Euro indoor stuff. Right. There's plenty of club stuff happening at the moment all over. International, the yeah. I've got, a, I've got a, a bit of a rundown on some of the indoor stuff in Europe. Uh, Go not, for it. Not, I love. We'll, we'll oh, do coming it. We'll, up. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it separate. Well, let's go. The the men's championship king kicks off uh, the indoor Europe indoor Euro hockey indoors on the seventeenth of Europe, January. Europe indoor. Oh, no, Europe uh, indoor. Seventeenth to the nineteenth in Berlin. This is the top league of Euro indoor hockey. Two pools will be playing for the right to call themselves Euro indoor hockey champions. Uh, Pool A, Austria, Poland, Russia and Ukraine. Oh, that'd be a derby, wouldn't it? Russia and Ukraine. Derby. Derby. Um, Pool B would be Belgium. Belgiums. The Belgiums. Yeah. The Czech Republic, Germany and the Netherlands. Uh, So that'll be Pool B and those teams will be in action in Berlin. Uh, And they're playing all the other divisions this year at the same time. Remember in previous years they've had Division 2 and different places. They haven't been different places, but different times. It might be a different so it's weekend. all on the same weekend? All on the same weekend. Uh, division or Championship 2 will be taking place in... Yeah, carry on. In Lucerne in Switzerland. Once again, the 17th and 19th. Lucerne. Apparently, it's a good place. Lucerne. Uh-huh. Um, Pool A, Croatia, Italy, Slovakia and Switzerland. You're right, mate. Da, da, da. Uh, Paul Beely's Belarus, Denmark, Portugal and Turkey. Now, both of those competitions will have those two pool systems going and then a traditional crossover for the finals and a grand final so they can name a grand final champion winner, Division 1 and 2. Have you mentioned England yet? No, Division 3. Are they allowed to play there still? I don't know. They're not listed. Division 3 is... Uh, or Championship 3 in Santander in Spain from the 17th to the 19th will involve Ireland, Scotland, Slovenia, Spain 
and Wales. You, you can bank you can bank on some good games there. You can. Bank of Wales or Bank of Scotland? Bank of Ireland. Santander. Oh. <laughs> anyway, go. I thought you were going to say the Bank of Slovenia. Um, and in that competition, they're going to play uh, a third. Ver- it's only five teams, so third versus fourth will play, and then first and second will play off for the title. Remembering, of course, that in these competitions, finishing bottom is bad because you'll get relegated, and yes. finishing top is good because you'll be promoted. Unless, of course, you win the Euro Indoor Hockey Championship, where you just get a big trophy and get to have a big party, which would be that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, big, big okay. party. Big party. party. Euro Hockey Indoor Championship 2020 for women, Matt. That'll get underway uh, not this next weekend, weekend, weekend after on Capitan and Capitan. 24 unless, unless you're listening in 2027, and it, it's happened a long, long time ago. Yes. Uh, in Minsk, that's where the uh, number one league is going, the Euro Hockey for women. Indoor hockey, that is. Minsk in Belarus. Pool A, Belgium. Czech Republic, Belgiums and Czechs again. Uh, Germany. Are they not Czech here yet? I'm sure. I'm sure they're Czech here. No, it says Czech Republic. We've had this argument. The Belgiums will always be the Belgiums. Germany and Ukraine, Belgium and Czech Republic. That's Pool A. Oh, we're on fire this early on in the year, Matt. Pool B, Austria, Belarus, Netherlands, Switzerland. Once again, crossovers with a grand final will be played between uh, those teams there for the. Uh, Championship crown. Indoor Championship 2 for women will be played at Sveti Ivan Zelina in Croatia. I reckon you've almost got, I reckon you've said that about 50 times since we started the podcast. Yeah. And you've um, almost, really you've right. almost got it right, yeah. Sveti Ivan Zelina. No, no, no. Okay. Right. Uh, just, go just, back, go back 30 seconds for a correct pronunciation. Just the one pool going on here, Matt. And it's going to be Croatia, Lithuania, Poland, Squeaky Russia, chair. Scotland, Turkey, Wales. Um, <laughs> they're all playing in Championship Two, and there's uh, no there's a, there's a final, but no finals as such. So first and second will play off against each other after a round robin, and they'll do that all the way down the table till they get to a last. It'll be relegated to, to Championship Three, and that'll be played at Bratislava. In Slovakia, uh-huh. Denmark, Finland, Ireland, Portugal, Slovakia, Slovenia, and Spain. Oh, the Slovs going at it. Slovakia you, and Slovenia. You go? Derby. Hey? You, you no, go? They're, they're not listed as, but I think they must be in Championship 4. No, are you, are you, you going to the games? No, I won't be going to the oh, games, sorry. Matt. I thought I'd in ask. In Slovakia. That's uh, coming up 24th to 26th of January. Good luck to those teams. And a lot riding on it there for certain teams. The ups and downs of international indoor hockey. No, well, you don't, don't want too many of the downs, mate, because it hurts on the boards. It does. Um, anyway, that's, that's what's going on in the Euro indoor hockey world. Fantastic. We'll keep an eye on that and see who's crowned, who comes well, up. Well, I reckon down. there's a very good chance that you'll be able to head to, uh, eurohockeytv.org or, uh, one of the associated European Hockey Association sites. And uh, there'll be live streaming happening. Interesting but, discussion. But, but of course, of course, of course, you can go to at the Hockey Live on Twitter and Facebook, and, and they'll uh, let you know. And they'll let you know when those uh, feeds are going on. Very good. Oh, bloke. Good. Is it a bloke? Could well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Gender X, I believe. Gender X. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting discussion point potentially, Matt. 
all the competitions going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Good or bad? In some ways, it's good, like it's like a proper wow. carnival spread across several cities. Or, or or bad because it's splitting up the market. Or or uh, you just want to get it all out of the way as quickly as possible because it's a dying it's a dying art form, and uh, in two to three years' time, there will not be such a tournament happening. Because it'll be fives. Well, well, no, it'll be a hybrid. Well, the vision, as we know, as we've heard from Thierry Ville, is the vision will be within two to three years, some kind of hybrid format between fives and indoor hockey. So, oh. you know, win, win, win them while you can, because they won't be around much longer. Will there be charging points for it? <laughs> Excuse me? Where I can plug in my hybrid. Right. Um, boom, boom. Ah. Oh. Wait, where's that sound effect? Like, where is I it? I don't even think it was worth it. I mean, I did, it? I'm going to find that. No, no, you ready? There you go. It's too loud, way too loud. Okay, well, we brought up that discussion point and that was discussed. So that's what's happening there, indoor pro league. Uh, everything's a bit up, uh, not, everything's a bit compressed and, and moved around and... Well, no, what's happened is, what's, happened, what's happened is we've had a couple of weeks off and just like those Olympic athletes that have uh, got a very rude awakening in the past two to three days when, when the first training sessions have restarted, we're exactly the same. We're bunnies in the headlight. Oh, shit, 2020 is already happening. Um, we kind of just, you know, we, we ran out of gas at the end of 2019. But back with a vengeance, you see. Well, I'm not, no, but that's the problem. We haven't put gas back in the tank yet. Oh, I think it's you've been putting a lot of gas the in draft the tank over the last couple of weeks, mate. Squeak, squeak. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, and like we mentioned at the top of the show, we are joined by a guest this evening in the studio. Two in a row. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> it is. um, Mr. Alec Rasmussen from Field Hockey Label. Coming in to talk about Field Hockey Label, but we've got a lot of, lot of hockey to ch- chat about as well, Alex. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Now, uh, we'll get onto the gear in a, in a short while. Have a little rustle oh, here. Oh, yes. But there's a little, n- nice, nice little bag for us to open up there. Um, as we always like to do with our guests, we like to find out your hockey history and where does it all start? When, when did you start playing the game? Uh, or as soon as I could walk, pretty much. Both my older siblings um, played played hockey, um, so as soon as I was able to walk around, I had a stick in my hand chasing them around the backyard, and uh, by the time I was probably six or seven, because um, I was quite small, I started late, um, then started uh, playing club hockey. Um, yeah, played in Townsville, where I grew up, uh, until I was 15, then we moved over here, just as a family, and... Um, yeah. So over here, that's to Perth, where to we're Perth, sitting, yes, sitting yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So just firstly, Townsville, what, what's the hometown club there? Uh, I played for commercials and also parks. Okay. Yeah. And what's the hockey scene like in Townsville? How many clubs and, you know, how many people do you think roughly are playing there in, up, oh, up in the north? There's only four clubs. I'd say probably be five to six hundred people playing. It's really gone downhill in the last probably ten years. Um, yeah, just m- people moving away and um, just not getting enough people down and things like that. It's it's hard to keep numbers. It's a very transient place to Townsville as, as well. There's a big army base there and navy and air force and yeah. So there is That's a right. rather large and tourism blah blah. So there's a rather large transient population. 
I played a bit of summer hockey there in Townsville when I was up there. It was good fun, and the, the hockey centre was really quite good as well. Yeah, well, this year um, with the floods, floods we actually yeah. got um, two brand new turfs, the same as the ones in Tokyo ne- uh, this year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, amazing turfs, and and that's on the same site. Yeah. So all all the all, ta- together, all yeah. the all the hockey in the town is played there. Yeah. How many clubs city, are in Townsville? City town. Yeah, in city, four, four city. clubs. Four clubs. Four, yeah. yeah. You oh, listening? No, it's, yeah. Just checking, and it's, but it, 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 there was quite a vibrant hockey community when I was there. I wasn't there for long, but yeah, it was good. I got told off actually. Yeah, right. yeah a bit too agricultural with some of my tackling mm, apparently. Nothing's changed there, has it? Twelfth division in Perth wasn't quite the standard they were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you find that because there's less clubs that there is a, sort of a, a great concentration of talent? The people that are playing are, are playing at a higher standard there, or what? Um, not, oh, not quite. I mean. Yeah, it's. I guess you get that. Mi- I guess you get the mix of the younger players being forced to play with the more senior players, and so as soon as you show a bit of talent, then you're going to get pushed up and yeah. through. So you may develop a bit quicker, you know, within that system if you're. That's right. Yeah. That ilk. Yeah. If you if you've got the talent there from a young age, like yeah, speaking 13, 14, 15, you're looking to play um, ones and twos from that sort of age group. Uh, and then, yeah, you sort of get recognised a lot earlier in Queensland teams because of that exposure, for sure. Um, yeah. Was your move to Perth hockey related at all? Had you was you been noticed at a talent at that stage, or it's just by fluke you happened to end up here? No, uh, no. So I moved over with my parents just because uh, they wanted a bit of a lifestyle change. I mean, I had played under 12s for Queensland, um, but at that stage, no, nothing, nothing yeah. hockey related at all. Okay. Good, it was good for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I'm very happy we moved over. So, and, and you've been with the same club ever since, or as you've got older, you've had to change clubs to find opportunity at all? Or? No, no, I, um, I went to Hale School, luckily, and... Oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Wesley, so I know, the old school rivalry's going on there. Tune yeah. out now if you're not in Western Australia. Even <laughs> <laughs> <You're> in Perth. <laughs> right. Go on, Alex, sorry. Yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, Hale School, played for Hale Club, just um, all my friends were there and everything like that, and I've just stayed there, and we've just always had a really good group, and a lot of the guys I play with and have always played with have been around my age group, so it's just been um, a really great group to be a part of. Now, you haven't only played hockey here in Perth, though. You've played a bit overseas as well. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. Um, I've played uh, for Australia a couple of times. I went to the Youth Olympics in Nanjing. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that <laughs> just, in a minute. But just you know, very casually off, rolled that off, did you? I played for Australia a couple of times. <laughs> we'll get back to very that. Very fortunate, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also played uh, club hockey over in Belgium as well um, for Royal Daring for a season, and that was, that was excellent, really good opportunity. Well, and that, how did you find the the whole European side of club hockey? You know, did, did, was it any essentially different than playing at Hale? Apart from the fact they speak a different language, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was certainly a hard part. Yeah. Um, they, they take it a In lot. Belgium, more, yeah. they speak three different languages, don't they? Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they, they take it a lot more seriously, for sure. It's um, a lot more uh, professional environment, I'd say. Down through the grades. Yeah, uh, mostly in the top grade, really. Um, they're very passionate. That's probably the biggest thing is right through the grades. They're so passionate about their hockey. Um, no matter what grade they're playing, they stick around. They watch the first teams play. Um, they stay after yeah. the games for hours drinking. 
Um, and well, it's here, just here, here's a question for you then. So from experiencing that from, from yeah, thank you. For, for looking in that environment for to get as many potential club members around you that aren't off playing a game at another time somewhere or involved in some other kind of activity that they can get a focus on watching their ones team. When is the optimum time? When when do people in Belgium go and watch their one's hockey when they're not their time isn't taken up doing other club things or playing games themselves. Yeah, so they all play Sundays. Um the top yeah, top divisions play Sundays. The women's are always uh, like twelve thirty, one o'clock and the men are always two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. And yeah. but so are there club games fixtures at those times or are all club games on a on a Saturday in, in Belgium? Uh yeah, so yeah, only the top flight games are on the Sundays. Um, every other grade, um, juniors, you know, twos, threes, fours, as many grades as you can go down, is either played Saturday or it's Sunday mornings or it's Sunday um, late afternoons. There's no no other games except for the ones of the grades. Yes, that's right. What an amazing idea. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And, and I've been looking at fixtures for our club over the past few days and about... Optimising opportunities for other cl- club members to go and watch, basically not have an excuse not to be there. Mm. And uh, when is the best time to do that? Now, Sundays we don't think it's a great day because we want to get as much money over the bar as possible, and people have got work on a Monday morning. That's <laughs> so exactly just, right. Uh, um, I'm thinking six o'clock, five thirty on Saturday. a Saturday. Yeah. Maybe even five, although if you've got a late game away, you're probably not going to get back in time well, for the so start. I like the idea. 5.15, yeah, but I, 5.15 I, there's a time to start. But I like, yeah, <laughs> that would be fine if every game, every home game was, was on at that time and it was agreed that that was when it was going to happen, but it's not going to happen, is it? Because there are so many turf teams within, within our particular area that have got to play it all sorts of All we of need to do is like night. those three blokes in the house with a carton of beer, Matt. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, to yeah. fix these problems. Right, now, let's right. move on, yeah, shall we? Let's get back to Alex, because that's why we got him in. So, Alex, um, a couple of times for Australia, and, of course, Nanjing, Youth Olympic Games, gold medal winner. Can we, where's, the, uh, where's the applause button, John? Oh, jeez. It's, it's, you have to, it's you on have to use the technology. Keep going. Keep going. I've got to press the, uh, I've just gone past it now. Uh, hang on. Youth, Youth Olympic Games, gold medal winner. <laughs> There we go. Thanks. The crowd are terrible sometimes in here. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, congratulations. Um, and fantastic to, to head over there. Now, that was the first time Hockey Fives was introduced to, well, in any format. In, no, in any format, I guess, wasn't it? No, no, they'd had test events, other events, but that was certainly the first Olympic event, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Olympics. so, um, had you played hockey in China before? No. Uh, that was a that was an interesting experience. Um, it was just quite humid and um, and hot. Uh, that was yeah, that really only. Oh, was you're a Townsville boy. That would have been nothing. I was, I was at home. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you get much of a, a briefing on what the environment was going to be like? Would you know what 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 happened in the in the lead up to to you jumping on a plane? Um, not quite around the environment. I mean, um, there was a, a quick briefing about. Obviously, what to expect: the humidity, the heat, um, the the pollution over there, not being outside for too long, yeah. um, all that sort of thing. But no, most of it was focused around around hockey. You've got to be out there for sixty minutes, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not not oh. hockey fives, mate. Oh, twenty-five. No, I don't know, Alec. How long's the game of hockey fives? It was uh, three periods of ten minutes. There we go, thirty minutes, folks. That's what we played. Oh, yeah. we play for longer in our on our competition on. 
Tuesday. Yeah, 50 minutes. We played with a five minute break. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, John, stop trying to compare the five that we play in the summer competition <laughs> with the, with the, uh, the hot new thing, Hockey Fives. So were you part of programs, Alex, before that, through Hockey Australia programs and stuff? How did you get in, into the, that team, that environment, or be able to select it for that tournament? Uh, it was picked from our national championships, under-18s. Um, okay. Yeah, and they basically just had a camp in the middle of the under-18s tournament um, for the kind of identified athletes, and that was a bit of a selection process, and after that, was, that was pretty much it. Um, that's how it was picked, and other than that, it's just been um, the youth programs and the national junior squads. Um, that was that was it. Looking back now, do you think that um, they picked players with particular skill sets specifically for hockey fives? Would you would you say that was part, or were they just, you know, these are the five guys we should give this opportunity to at the moment? I'm interested to, to see if. You know, the, you think that there's some sort of um, prototype for a hockey prize player that might be different from a, a hockey 11s player, I suppose. I think so, for sure, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, you need someone that can just be an out-and-out striker. You need someone that... Or a couple guys that can just be defenders because um, uh, as much as I say that, you do need to have the versatility to play both roles because being so close, you know, you run 20 metres, all of a sudden you're the one shooting. Um, but I think... You need to have that versatility, but you also need to have that specialisation at the same time. And it's different to hockey 11s where you need the aerobic fitness to run, you know, 90, me- 90 metres backwards and forwards. Um, it's a lot shorter distance. So you, uh, there's, there's a chance for fat blokes? Yeah, yeah. You can sit up the top oh, of the D and just turn and shoot. Yeah, there you go. You Ev Stanley, we're going to give you a call. I was thinking about you, the way that <laughs> seat's been squeaking tonight. <laughs> a few extra pounds on that seat Sorry. this evening, isn't there? <laughs> but back, back to this uh, the difference between in the, in the sorts of players that play the game. Is that something that um, actually will help extend hockey? That you can so do, do you see a player who might have be a great fives player be able to play at a national level at, at fives hockey as and that might not necessarily have played elevens hockey and vice versa. You know, there might be some bloke in well, the. We see the with 11s. indoor. We see with indoor, don't we? We we see international indoor hockey players that aren't uh, outdoor international hockey players, but we also see outdoor yeah, there, international there are, hockey there, players there that, that can be indoor international. The differences hockey between indoor and outdoor is a lot more stark than between fives and elevens. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's why I thought that. Anyway, it's just. A, a hypothetical discussion. Well, of course, there's, there, there is the indoor, I'm sorry, the indoor, here we go, <laughs> the Hockey Fives World Cup upcoming. Do you think that uh, international teams will select current internationals from the 11, 11-side program or maybe build a separate f- Fives program? Oh, no, I, I think you'd pick from the, the current national players just because they train every day already. They... Their skills on every level, if you're a striker, you would expect that the national player's shooting ability would already be better than someone very close behind. So I think you'd still pick from that, and then you'd just pick your best striker, your best midfielder, your best couple defenders, and that would be sort of like your starting five. Yeah. Because I think at that level, they have already got the versatility to be either a striker when they need to be, or they've got their specialised defender traits. Is it a bit like, uh, say, to use cricket as an analogy, it's funny how the guys who are the best test cricketers are also seem to also be the best 
2020 cricketers or something, you know. Yeah. Those guys are just good, and it's not going to yeah. matter where you put them. They're yeah. just going to be able to perform. Exactly, you know? yeah. If you're just a good striker, you're a good striker. Yeah. yeah. But if different parameters. life, but God damn it, they keep it for life. Well, well, I hate that. Do, do you think uh, strikers in the 11 side game wish they could just score from anywhere? Oh, yeah. You know, just halfway along, oh, I can get it in from here, we'll have a crack. Yeah, on the 25, yeah, we'll have a crack. Yeah, but what did you make of that rule? Just quietly, someone who's played it. I mean, um, is it, well, well, there's a lot of people that think it's dangerous. Hockey like, fives, in hockey fives. In hockey score fives, from yeah, yeah, score from anywhere. Did, is that the rule you guys played under? Yep. And is it, you know, had, I see, see, we played, we play the same rule in the competition that Matt runs. <laughs> One thing that everybody hates is that bloke that's just standing down, or, you know, this idea that someone shoots from 35 metres away. Yeah, because there's no defender standing on the line. Because we're trying to play a certain brand of hockey, you know, and some bloke just knocks it in from nowhere. And, uh, no, there's yeah, there's so goalkeepers in hockey fires, though, mate. Oh, we don't you do realise that? No, no, well, we do sometimes, but that's another story. But yeah, it's uh, not in hockey five five. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to correct you and get you back on track again. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Honest, Alec, it's a struggle. Struggle sometimes. It's our first right? show it's back for the new year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, getting back to, do you think that's a, a good rule in the sport? It should it be adopted further, or do you, think, do you like the idea of having a D and perhaps a bit more creativity or? Skill, technical skill involved in taking on a shot. Not trying to push you in any particular no, direction no, 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 no. at all. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I think at the top level, uh, certainly that's a really exciting way to grow the grow the game because they've already got the the skill set to shoot low or keep it safer. Um, I don't think it's something that should be adopted lower down the grades the further you go down, just because of yeah, if you shoot from anywhere, you spray it. You know, two meters left or right, you're looking at hitting someone in the head or anything like that. It just becomes much more dangerous, and um, obviously the risk is there at the top level because they can hit it so hard. But I think a lot more you see common sense prevails in the way that people will just get out of the way if someone's lining up and yeah. things like that. So, but, but you do need that skill to get out of the way as, as well, the awareness. So, to know, yeah. further down the grades, potentially problematic. I think it's a great spectator. Sport, but not something that should be adopted <laughs> across the board, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Well, we did. We, we, we were told this promise, or we, it was suggested by the FIH, that we'd be taking hockey fives to city centres all around the world um, and taking it into a different environment so we could expect to see, I don't know, alongside London Bridge or um, in the middle of the Colosseum in Rome. And we've certainly seen the technology happen with the Polytan Put a turf anywhere in, in, in the UK. Do you think that's you know could be something that might be might benefit the game to to put that shortened format out? I think so, absolutely. In a sexy way. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, being able to pop up pop up fields um, around the place in in key locations for so anyone a passerby to either stop and watch for ten minutes or even the opportunity to have a go. You know, you get an extra however many people. Watching or trying the sport, you definitely, the way that the sport is played, you'll get more people intrigued in it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's sure. often one of the issues we have with our game, though, is that the people that actually watch the game are, are, are the people that play the game. Yeah. And uh, we've got so many people that play the game 
that just don't watch the game either at club level, international level, you know, at all. Absolutely, you know, zero knowledge. And you can hear Matt say that on about, I'd say, seventy-nine percent of of episodes (laughs) of the Reverse Stick. It's been a common theme. Now let's get into the reason why you're here, Alex. Alec. Alex. What are we talking about? What We're have we got talking here? About some shirts. Well, we've got we've got a little bag here, haven't we, John? Give, Two. It, give, it, give it a rough, give it a rough. Well, you've got a bag and I've got a bag. It's just the one bag. Let's not ruin the magic. Okay. Okay. What am I putting out here? It looks like a shirt. Oh, oh. shorts. Oh, I've got to say, I really like the feel of these already. Um, I don't wish to mention another um, hockey um, apparel brand. But I've got a pair of TK shorts that are about 15 years old that have got this feel to them, Still. and I and I love and I love those shorts. And I think, Alec, I'm going to love this field hockey label pair of shorts just as much as that pair of TK shorts. Just feel feel the lining there, the zip. We've got zips oh, on wow. the pockets. We've got a nice simple field hockey label logo down on the left corner in white on the black. You know, I like the black and white, John. Um, <laughs> very smart choice. Zipped, like very smart choice. Zipped pockets are very important to me um, in a pair of hockey shorts. Um, uh, can we just? Uh, where are we? Oh, hang on, I've got to turn it up. Zipped pockets on hockey shorts are very important. Not only that, a beautiful keep your dummy in them. Can't a be- you? There's some beautiful ribbing. <laughs> Beautiful ribbing around the waistband, almost like a boxer short, like a proper like boxing short ribbing around there. Field hockey label in the back, but the, the all important drawstring as well. From uh, you know, had a heavy night and uh, had to do a pre-game poo or something like that, and uh, can tie it up. I don't know why I said that. So, um, do you want to cut that? No, we'll leave that in there. Um, these are really nice, man. These are really nice. Well now, done. What, now, now this is my first. You should tell everybody. Sorry, this is my What's first engagement with the Field Hockey Label brand. Uh, there's a beautiful pair of shorts in front of me. And I'm actually quite excited about this leisure wear. Not leisure wear, sportswear. Sportswear. Where I love it. Um, now, Alex, you, you've started this, haven't you? Yep. You've started to tell me the story. How? What's led you to this path of being able to present us with... They're nice. They're black and white. I've got to wear these this year because I'm looking for a new pair you of shorts. Get, Alec, you talk and I'm just going to open yeah, up the pile of <laughs> Um. Oh. I, I guess it started because uh, I sort of saw the opportunity in the market for something a lot more professional in the way that we dress our hockey players, and you know there's not there's not a range out there where you know there's really smart attire that you can wear outside of hockey. Um, most of the most of the apparel comes from hockey brands, and a lot of the time, if you're not associated with that brand, you're not going to buy their Gear and well, I liked your line that we we read out a couple of weeks ago about the uh, all out for dinner. You know, something you can wear out for dinner, but it's still associating with hockey. But it's not all hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, and it's something that represents the the sport. You know, no matter where you go, and I think that was. Are you putting really the shorts important. on. Steady on, son. No, you're right. Yeah, so I, I just thought um, something that doesn't have an association with the brand, just something that any hockey player can wear wherever they go, um, whatever they're doing, and um, 
Yeah, I just thought that would be really lovely. a great thing for hockey in general. Got it on. You know why they put this Sorry, button it's here? It's embroidered. You know why that on, button's your useful? Come on, it's... <laughs> Mr. Professional. It's, it's embroidered. Uh, nice little pink, pinky, ready. I can't... Oh, well, it looks red to me. Red from you. It's pink, closer to me. Sticks and sticks and ball <laughs> logo. It's red. It's red. I is promise. It? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's my glaucoma. There's, there's a different space-time continuum going on over there. You know how like those colour changes is like submitted from further oh, away. Feels good. For you the collar feels really nice, man. It's I was going to say these shorts feel. Collar's really good. good. Yeah. Nice sturdy button on her. Um, nice little split. What, what do they call that in design terms? Do you know that it will split down? And, no, you don't on the side. No idea. No. no. Okay. Um, yeah, nice bit of ribbing around the, uh, um, the sleeve. They're very nice. Look, yeah. look alright, does it? So, it does, Lou, you look fantastic. Thanks very much. You look fantastic all the time, darling. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. You're doing uniforms as well? You're doing, it's not just this sort of casual way thing, you're doing team uniforms and stuff? Yeah, yeah, so I started out, um, just doing reversible training singlets, um, and long sleeve training shirts just for my own club and then um, advertise those and people seem to love them and especially the reversible training singlets, you know, such a good um, alternative to bibs, having to yeah, take yeah. them home and wash them and, yeah, so they became really popular and then... Bibs are a pain in the washing machine, aren't they? They yeah. get twisted up and... Shit. No, they're a pain in the arse. And they <laughs> just stink. When you've got to wash them, they're a pain in the arse. Yeah. yeah, and they just stink. And when, yeah, they, and when you don't wash them, they're a pain in the nose. I, I have to wear a, like a high vis vest, similar, to, but a, and and yeah, you get about two days out of them, and then they're just you got to wash them. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, terrible. I'm sorry. Can you? But, this is just for our listeners out there that have listened for you know, maybe a hundred, two hundred shows. John's having a conversation about washing an item of clothing <laughs> after two or three days. Um, Alex, somewhere in this room. There's a hockey shirt that's gone four premierships uh, back-to-back without being washed. Uh, so, um, he tried to blame it on the dead rat in the roof the other week, but um, I think his shirt has actually escaped, John. Very oh, well it's escaped. Yeah, it's, it might have grown legs. Where yeah, is it? It's outside. It's well, airing. Getting ready for the next airing. season. Yeah. It's not, no, that's it. It's done, uh, but it's done. New new team shirts next year. I know. Ooh, you need to retire it. Well, I'm going to put it on that hockey shirt website thing. Oh, little mention. Oh, I'll write it down here. Yeah, okay. We've got to do finish this interview. <laughs> sorry, Alex. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the clothing, shall we? So yeah, uh, we club at. gear, uh, reversible singlets. That's where we were at. Yes. Yeah. Reversible singlets because they smell. Um, no, they don't smell. No, no, the thing. The rest of, yeah, because you've got some kind of uh, moisture-wicking technology, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, so they're um, yeah, polyester blended. Uh, my supplier's done a great job with them. Let's just say they, yeah, it's moisture-wicking. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, and yeah, the whole idea of reversibles, excellent. So you had the idea for this, and you had to go out and source a manufacturer, or sort like you said, your supplier. How did, how difficult was that for you and did you go through dozens and dozens of people how, how long was it the oh, process funnily enough it didn't take very long at all I got very very lucky um, in finding my supplier I was in um, I was in Belgium at the time uh, sorting all this out and he happened to be in Milan and we had ended up meeting it in Paris <laughs> for our business meeting and um, 
yeah, we went through all the clothing and he, he showed me what he can do and things like that. And he's just ended up being a really, really excellent supplier, very good communicator, really excellent quality gear. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just very, um, very flexible with all the instructions and designs and things like that. And, well, Han, Paris, you know all the right fashion spots to be hitting, don't you? So it's, it's very spicky. Look well, look, it feels good. Do I look younger? You haven't looked this good since hey? your wedding day. Look no. at that. Well, no, let's be fair, no. With the Churchy Thames Valley uh, shirt oh, on a couple of weeks ago, look pretty, yeah, 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 look pretty yeah. good in those ones. Um, yeah, I, I love it, Alec. It's really, and you know, this is one, of, one of my frustrations is um, locally here in Australia, we go for the sublimated dye easy answer for any shirt let's just get sublimated dye cut pattern bang and and i miss proper hockey gear and that's something that i had growing up in europe club shirts were club shirts i've still got two shirts that i wear for summer hockey that were my club shirts in the uk 22 years ago and they're still fine the stuff the sublimated dye stuff it runs it just pills it's just rubbish you know it's uh um this is some proper quality gear. Very happy. It's got a European feel to it, John. He knows a lot more about fashion stuff than I. They look good. They look good. And <laughs> That's the, all you need. Yeah, look, and and the shorts feel. I'm I'm a. You want to go like put them on shorts. now? They, they might even overtake the hockey WA shorts that he hasn't put away for the, no, the no, past three this, months. What these shorts will mean is that I can actually retire the hockey WA shorts. Right. In the frame, put them on the fr- on display. Where are we yeah. going to do that? The local civic centre? No, I'm, I'm a library somewhere. Perhaps primary schools. <laughs> primary. Well, they could share it around the primary schools <laughs> in the local area, couldn't they? Anywhere within six k's of your birth, they yeah. get it for a week uh, apiece. Uh, yeah, I, I think they should all get. Uh, and all the little kiddies can get a, a, a little tiny book of. John's Book of Hockey. Yeah. Time, and know. as a reward, you won't go and visit the school. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in the court order anyway. Um, the, the, no, the shorts, the shorts are fantastic. Right, and okay. I look right. forward to wearing them because okay, I Alec, do need a new Alec, pair of shorts for my new uniform in the new season. Alec, Mike. I look forward to not washing these for many years. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to coming back in five years and seeing them. Not <laughs> Don't lie. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, right, okay. I'm, uh, my name's Joe Bloggs. I'm from Joe Bloggs Hockey Club. I want to get some gear. How do I find out about you? How do we get in touch? Yeah, uh, so fieldhockeylabel.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at, at fieldhockeylabel. Um, you can email us at um, thefieldhockeylabel at outlook.com. The Field Hockey Label at outlook.com. Yep. And same with, um, same with Facebook, um, Field Hockey Label. Search us up. Yeah, easy. So you can do the club gear, but there's also other cool gear that you can buy online on the on your website via Instagram. Uh, you get some deals every every now. Have you still got a deal on with these polo shirts, or is that is that gone? Uh, not anymore. No, we're what, uh, wait. We'll just wait, folks, because there's a next deal is coming very very soon. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say there's a there's a deal coming um, next week with the reversible singlets. We're going to do uh, 15% off uh, until the 10th of February. So as everyone's starting to kick into Pre-season again, get on to uh, reversible singlets. Use the special code, the reverse stick. Yeah. Is there a Chuck special code? Out. I don't know, I just made that up. Oh, okay. That's the sort of thing they do on podcasts though, isn't it? <laughs> Make stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Squarespace. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it sounds don't. like technology. No, see, John, 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 John appears regularly on three podcasts, hasn't listened to one in his life. <laughs> 
<laughs> so don't feel bad out there, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't subscribe and just pick up the old one. I'm talking to you, Morris. Um, online, you've got to wait for the link to click on it. It's fine. John's never listened to a podcast. <laughs> How did you know? Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, oh, look, look at that. Hendrix, getting the call now. Mention oh. Morris, and there he is on the phone. <laughs> he Hopefully he's got the Amsterdam flights booked. Um, I it's been but great to have you in the show. We'll just stop him rambling for a moment. Um, is this what you're doing full-time now? Is this like a full-time gig for you, or is it... Yeah, um, I've still got part-time jobs around the place, but um, as we're looking to expand into more club gear and um, the way that we're doing our, our services um, with the clubs as well, um, I'm hoping within, yeah, by the end of this year, looking towards next year, it'll become a, a full-time thing, um, but it definitely... I'm definitely putting everything I can into it at the moment. Alec, you mentioned full service with clubs there. What exactly is the full service involved? Right. So, yeah, so what we've sort of created this year um, in giving as much as we can to clubs is we're trying to take away all the headaches that clubs go through in terms of, you know, ordering stock, um, keeping track of it, having all the volunteers do all the work and trying to sell it and, you know, Losing money basically on not selling all your stock, and so what okay. we've done is There's a lot of dead money sitting around. We're finding with shifting old stock at the moment, mm. boxfuls of XL singlets <laughs> that nobody can bloody fit into. You know, that's but right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, almost all suppliers out there now, they all they do is they'll give you an order of, or you'll order 300 items. You have to stock it somewhere. If you don't have a clubhouse, good luck, and then, you know, try to sell it. And if you don't sell 60% of it, you're losing money. And, you know, it just sits there and becomes dead weight. Yeah. So what, you have to have the stock there, don't you? Because, you, you know, you've got to buy stock for everybody hoping that... Yeah. Hoping that they're going to buy right. it, and yeah. you, you've got to fit 50 different sizes. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's right. And, you know, it, we don't really think about it here in Perth, but you go to places, um, even capital cities, Canberra and um, Hobart, Adelaide, they all share one field. They don't have club rooms. You know, Sydney and Brisbane and places like that might. But, yeah, even Townsville, Mackay, um, Bunbury, Bustleton, small ones, they all share fields, and so they just don't have the space for it. Uh, So what we've done is um, we basically take everything away from the clubs and say that we'll set up a... Um, a web store for you. We'll set up a store on the Facebook page and what it will be is a, a link on the club's homepage. It'll be straight to their store page that we've set up. It'll work basically as a retail store so they'll order, you know, the members will order um, the items that they want and then, you know, we get that. We process it exactly the same as um, any other retail order and what that allows we found is that because you don't need the storage space or anything to keep inventory, you're now allowed to now have available, you know, puffer jackets and hoodies and all these apparel items that you don't want to store or you don't have the capacity to store or the budget to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so now what I'm hoping is a win-win for us and also the club is the club now gets members that can buy all this apparel item to wear to games and, you know... Well, stuff, you, stuff they actually want to wear rather than just the one and single hoodie that's available for that's the club. Right. And that, yeah. that's all you, and, and it might not be in your uniform. size. Yeah, 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 that's right. And just your playing uniforms. And now, you know, you, you can rock up to games and you've got your club polo on, your club puffer jacket on, and, and you feel... I think you'd have a lot more pride in your club when you're wearing something 
in of your course. club colours. And, Christ, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine rock, rocking up to to a game and you see, you look up to the crowd and there's a, just a sea of blue or sea of red or whatever your club yeah, colour is. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. I'd love to see that, and that's what I'm hoping giving this full service to is, yeah, seeing so many people in club colours, and then we then gain access to instead of just dealing with one club that orders 300 items, we now are selling to 300 members who might only get a playing uniform, but they might get two or three other apparel items as well, and they're you know that's how it's a win-win. Yeah, oh, fan- sure. yeah, fantastic. I think it's great. And like, I've, I've seen the model work before and it's working in Europe with some yeah. top hockey brands and apparel brands that sort of, you know, cross, cross the spectrum. Um, what I find is that, you know, this interesting is part of the drive for it being this passion of the game. And like you say, you know, for people trying to get hockey people together and Cheering for this with the same voice from the same club. Oh, I mean, and dressed better, and you know, well, having having a you know a wider opportunity well, or you know a wider range of products that you can. And it's like seeing you see hockey players walk around with eagles and and dockers polos or something. Yeah, on, don't, oh, that irritates and it's like you're not even you know you're not even a football you've player. You football. need something with hockey. <laughs> on it, yeah, you've never been, you, this is the only football club we, you've ever. Been we talk about this a lot oh. on, on the show about. <laughs> I play, I play hockey with guys who, that have never been to an A-grade game, mm. but then they're members of the yeah, Eagles, uh, you yeah. know? Like They'll go and watch AFL football for the non-Western Australian yeah, audience yeah. once again. Yeah, that's where I'm hoping the having the merchandise available is going to really bring up that pride and also the professionalism of it. Yeah. Do you go to uni by any, way, any chance, or is this just so you've got... A degree of some, like, business degree or something? I've actually got one unit to go. Um, uh, I'm studying right. business management at oh, Curtin, cool. so, yeah, it sort of makes sense. Brilliant. Great yeah. stuff, Alec. Great just, stuff. So, uh, on that, just quietly before we go, any chance you could do a magpie suit? Magpie suit? Yeah, magpie. No, we that looks great with wings and a beak. <laughs> <laughs> Former life. We're going back a few years. I was the regular uh, donner of the... Uh, <laughs> the magpie suit. Yeah, the magpie had suit's going to come back. Had a, had, a, had, a, had a bit of fun. No, but that magpie suit was well and truly ruined. It was. That's why we need a new one. We'll be yeah. in touch. Magpie suit. Big yellow beak. You could certainly get something pretty special out there for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Can we do something like this? Didn't we thank you? What? I've got to say. Oh, yeah, I've gone. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for coming <laughs> in, Alec. Uh, one question before you go. Bring back the bully, yes or no? Maybe in Hockey Fives. <gasps> oh, I'd, I'd say that's an endorsement. I'd, I'd call that an endorsement. Yeah. I think, John, are you, are you having a heart attack? No. That's an endorsement. I'm calling it an endorsement. Well, that's a yes. Well, <laughs> there, thanks very much. Brilliant. We're winning this argument, aren't we? We're slowly but surely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much, Alex. It's been great to have you in. And um, oh, you playing this year? You... Yep. yep. Playing for Hale. Yeah. Once, Pre-season yeah, starts uh, next Thursday, actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Beach run. Yeah, probably. Probably be down there. You don't um, know. Big, what, big pre-season. No, no itinerary. Yeah, there is. We got. Oh, we we don't get told where or when. It's so just, hang on. Turn it up. So, so it's next Thursday. Next Thursday. You've just got to telepathically find your way to that training. That's all right. There's no location. Your first session next Thursday. What a terribly organised club, <laughs> oh, You just wait for the season to come. That's all. We'll, we'll be talking then. That's all right, Alan. <laughs> we, we look forward to booing Hisiki soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, Alan. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. 
I'm Reese Smith, and you're listening to the Reversing Podcast. Glo ho ho! Yes, 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 it's the glow ho po. I don't feel any more glow ho po now. Hang on. I've never felt any more glow ho po now than I do wearing this brand new gear. The shorts are on as well now, John, um, from Field Hockey Label. Fieldhockeylabel.com. What a beaut. Huh? There's a little embroidered red stick and balls. That's very nice on my, I knew you on had my the left shorts breast. On. You know, um, I'll never be able to undersee that. Well, you left, you left the room and, <laughs> and I dropped, dropped my other ones and put these on. Um, they're good. They feel really nice. Yeah. I got um, the shirt on. It's very comfortable. Great, great uh, chat with Alec. Um, thanks for coming in, Alec. Good stuff. Good to learn about the brand. And of course, you can learn all about fieldhockey.com. No, fieldhockeylabel.com. Uh, on a bit of a mission. He's got something. You yeah. Know, like, good on him. Well he's got, done. Yeah, no, he's got an idea about some quality about the product and it's not just the same old, uh, SH1T well, that could be pumped out there. Oh, I made the, the mistake to you. He's, uh, he's going to Milan and Paris and not, yes. <laughs> not Manila and Taiwan. Yeah. So, uh, that gives you an idea of the sort of a gear it is. And I'm quite comfortable in it at the moment, I must admit. You got your TRS shirt on underneath still. I do. Yeah, the, um, the co- uh, continuity guys are really going to struggle with this one. <laughs> okay, uh, what else have we got? Um, well, I did continuity uh, guys. It's <laughs> like we've got some sort of big back team. Oh, we'll get the gaffer onto it, shall we? Can you just adjust that light a little bit, please, mate? Thank you. Yeah, that's great. You need a best boy. There's a, don't we you? know there's. You need a you need a best boy. Just somebody who's okay. Can, can you go and get me? Yeah, it's, I'm more worried about the grip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had a little look, had a li- little look around at where outdoor leagues in Europe kind of finished up, uh, pre-Christmas. Obviously we're into indoor now. I thought it'd be interesting just to have a, a quick pre-see of what's going on, uh, across Go the top on. leagues in Europe. Um, UK, sorry, not UK, England we'll start with. Top four in both, um, men's and women's pretty much dominated by the, the southeast and London area. Uh, men's Premier Division that gets back underway in February. Surbiton are absolutely running away with it at the moment. 12 games, 12 wins, with a plus 52 goal difference. 17 52 co- goals in 12 pl- games. No, plus, plus 52. Plus 52. Yeah, I think there are about 60, 70 odd. Yeah. How many? Yeah, I think, no, I think they're about 15, 17 against, but some yeah. big wins. 17 corners from Luke Taylor. As top, as top scorer there for them, all, all from the corner. In 12 games, yeah. so he's going a goal but, and a half a game. But, but then he's got Alan Forsyth alongside him, scoring 14 field goals of the 15 that he scored, with <sighs> another one with a stroke. And Ben Boone, or Bone, depending on which part of the world you come from, chipping in with 13 goals. So, you know. So they got three, three guys who are going 40, better 40, than a goal a game. 40, 45 goals from, from three fellows <laughs> playing there. Um, uh, they meet Blumenthal in the EHL final eight, uh, final eight on the 9th of April. Um, oh, that could be a crazy uh, game. I'll talk about Blumenthal in a minute. Is English hockey on the rise? W- Wimbledon. Is it the death of Dutch men's hockey? Well, Wim- Wimbledon are nine points off them in second. Um, but they've got Ed Haller playing for them who scored 19 goals. He's, he's top scorer in, in the league at the moment. Uh, Hampson and Westminster, I think, are in third. Matt Guys Brown, penalty corner specialist. He's got 15 goals um, from corners there. This just shows the importance of, of uh, well, two things: 
field goal scorers, but penalty corner specialists in in particularly in England, but in a lot of the top leagues. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to that Euro hockey game now. It'll be interesting to see they go against a team that has defenders. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, old Georgians in fourth, the big spenders. Um, so uh, it's pretty tight, tight at the top around there. Uh, so I think playoffs go to the top four. Um, there on the women's side, Surbiton also top, star-studded side. Um, they've just dropped two points in the opening 12 games. They're also heading to EHL, and they'll they'll play against Germany's Ulster. Um, Kate Richards and Walsh's Hampton and Westminster. Their second six points off the pace. Is Ulster in Germany? Yeah, club and Ulster. A L A L S T. Uh, East Grenster third, Buckingham fourth, um, England and GB Sophie Bray top scorer in the league there at the moment on 16 points. Where's she at? East Grenster? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and of course the Jaffa sixes, which is the, the oh, English, yeah, yeah. uh, indoor comp. That concludes on the 2nd of February. We've got the second round, um, or the final round coming up of the Premier Division stuff happening there. And we're it's, getting the same coverage, I hope, that we got last Well, I don't know. If, maybe it, when it comes back to the Copper Box, it's been played in a couple of different areas, Repton School oh, okay. and somewhere else with the women. Um, so uh, in the Premier Division, the top four qualify for the finals. Um, final final pool games of this weekend, Holcombe, Sevenoaks, Surbiton, East Grinstead, Wimbledon, all on nine points in the the men's comp. Hampstead and Westminster are on six, so they've got nine teams in in the comp. So it's all to play for. Uh, Alan Forsyth again leading the goal scoring on 15 goals from four games, uh, but he also leads the green card count with three. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, and the women's uh, women's side, East Grinstead and uh, Bowden High Town, they sit top on 12 points apiece and um, 15 goals from Sally Walton for. For Bowden, um, and Sutton Coalfield third. Um, that was after getting promoted last year from the from Division One. They also fielded this weekend Jane Smith, Sixsmith, former GB international, 52 years old. She played one of the two days. Oh really? That, yeah, well, still hope, hope for us. Yeah, still still plays twos for Sutton Coalfield Hockey Club with her daughter. <sighs> Fantastic, That's good That's stuff. Great hockey um, Buckingham, Slough, Holcombe, um, they're all in the mix there still as well. So no, nothing done, done and dusted there. Uh, where are we going? Dutch League, hoofed class. <laughs> Blurmandale, EHL bound, as just mentioned. 35 points from uh, 13 games. Uh, next up they play fifth place Kampong on the 1st of March. So that's when fifth the, place? That's when the, the, the Dutch, Dutch League gets going again. Yep. Fifth. Uh, Bosch in second, uh, 30 points. HGC third on 29 points. Rotterdam on fourth. HDC's Argentine uh, import Michael Casella, uh, top scorer on the break, uh, 16 goals, but he'll miss the first couple of rounds back after the uh, the Pro League break. Well, uh, Pro League will be on, he'll be with Argentina, but after the winter break. Uh, second on the ranking for scorers there, three guys on 15 goals apiece. Tim Swan, Swin, Swin for Blumendahl, uh, uh, Alexandra Hendricks for Okay, and the Irishman John Jackson for Campong. The women's side, Den Bosch, sitting top on 36 points. Stitcher and Amsterdam close behind. Uh, Frederica Mattler just scoring for fun um, for the ladder leaders at the moment. 25 goals in 14 games, 18 of those in the last six rounds, seven in one game against Pinoke. Um, that was an 8 0 win for them, and of course, an FIH Rising Star Award nominee. 
Seven goals. Seven and one. Seven out of eight in a game. Not the record though. Marta Powerman got ten in one game, I think, or nine out of ten in one game. How many seasons would it, has it take us to score seven goals? It's about seven. <laughs> I got an average of two, but every second year that I, even, I, between, I even between us, it's like four seasons. Yeah. All right. Uh, Germany, uh, big break for the German league now. They don't come back until the fourth of April. They do a pool system in both the men's and the women's. So it's split pools. Uh, pool A on the men's side at the moment after eleven games. Ullenhus, Mulheim. Uh, in top spot, Krefeld are in second and UHC Hamburg in third. Group B, uh, Rottweiss Cole just signed Vincent Van Asch. Uh, big, big signing. Victor Alley has gone back home to Hamburg, I believe. Second spot, Mannheimer, a um, couple of points behind. And then Berliner and Hamburg, a couple of points behind that. The women's side, uh, Mannheimer uh, clear on 30 points in Pool A. Uh, Ulster, then Rottweiss, Cole, and Paul B, UHC, Hamburg, and Dusseldorf, both on 25 points at the top. But of course, it's all about the indoor at the moment, so they, they split their league regionally, um, in Germany. I, I don't have the women's result, that's really bad. That, I thought I'd write, write that down, but I don't. Um, three rounds left anyway before finals, um, at the moment on the, the regional split on the men's side. Ulster in the west, Berliner in the east, Mannheimer in the south, and Rottweiss Cole in the north. Sorry, in the west are all the uh, yeah are all the the leaders there. Sorry, I don't have the ladies stuff there. Belgian league, John. Yes. Indoor kicks off this weekend there uh, on the men's side after eight weeks uh, with split groups: Royal Leopold Top Group A and Waterloo Ducks Group B. Uh, and it only looks like Namur and Antwerp. Perhaps Heracles and Leuven are, are adrift of the pack there. Commiserations, Ernst Bart. And the women's side, Group A, Gantoise are top with eight from eight. Dragons not too far behind in Group B. Waterloo Ducks and Racing uh, close in, in first and second and Leuven in third spot. A uh, couple more spots to go around very quickly. France uh, on the men's side, Montreux, top of the Wazoo on 25 points ahead of Saint-Germain and Racing uh, in second and third after nine rounds. And on the women's side, Combray, four from four. In Ireland, in the Ernst Young Hockey League, the National League there, the men's side after five rounds, Lisnagarvi top, Monkstown second, UCD third. And on the women's side, after seven rounds, the Euro-bound Pegasus um, top spot, just the one loss, um, but doing very, very well. Six wins. Loretto in second spot there. A couple of points off them. Finally, John, Scotland. Grange, top of the Wazard for the men's. Western Wildcats in second. Grove, Mingus Hill in third. And on the women's side, uh, four teams on 21 points. Edinburgh Uni, Clydesdale, Western, Watsonians and Dundee Wanderers. There is your European club roundup. Spain? Yeah, I didn't get there. I got, I got a bit confused because of the difference between the Iberdrola and the, the, uh, the Honor Division. And there's different grades. And even like Agara, we know Andrew from, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. from Agara. There's, there's Agara, but then there's Agara 35 as well. Um, look, this isn't, this isn't a complaint, but it's, um, it just makes it hard when you want to follow, like in Argentina and stuff. And, and the Argentina is, you know, they, they're putting stuff up for their people to look at, but for, you know, us outside who don't, and that know, would be the same, it would be the same sp- for people coming in, look, trying to find out stuff about Australian hockey. But I spoke to, I spoke English, to Tim, so De- I, I spoke to Tim Deven today, who yeah. was flying out 
to go and um, join um, UniKL for Malaysian Hockey League. Yeah. As we've spoken of the, the past two iterations of the competition, it's not just the, the, the league that happens. There's a whole lot of cup competitions and all mm. sorts of things that go around it that you just you just... I don't know. It's near impossible to 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 try and work out exactly the configuration of what makes you a champion. So, uh, yeah, I understand why FIH said we need a single language. We've made it English. So I think all national. Sorry, what well, the FIH Federation International? Yeah, but they <laughs> they decided that the language of the sport will be English. Yep. So I think that national associations should at least have all of that information they put up on their website available in English. But it's only me and, now, it's only me and you that's actually looking at those websites trying to get some information. No, would, if, if those websites were more accessible to people, then they would go and look at them more. Now, I know, I know it might sound like some sort of cultural imperialistic bollocks, because oh, you can't speak the rah, rah, but if the FIH decides that the language of, of hockey is going to be French... And I would expect that it to be able to be accessed, the Australian Hockey uh, Hockey Australia website, to be able to be accessed in French because that's the language of hockey. Yeah. Now, they'd have to put up an English one for all us Australians who are too stupid to learn French, but... Pourquoi? Who? Pourquoi? Doesn't he play for Southampton? Anyway, you know... <laughs> Southampton, what a weird... Sounds like a footballer. <laughs> Pourquoi? Carry on. Um... Paul Pockwa. It's quick, you said. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Get that. That was pretty good. Was was, that good? No, it wasn't the carrier. Can I play? No, me? you can't. Get your fingers okay. off. Um, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Just talking about it. We have no right. We have no answers to any of this stuff, do we? We have no real answers to anything, Matt. No, no. We just but, point out stuff. Well, when we, sometimes we point out incorrect things, which people can then take on board process and come out with something positive. Well, then we should talk about that. Oh, God damn it. That'll be the volume control you need to be on top of when you do these sorts of things, Matt. Now, you wanted to bring up something. You wanted to have a rant. Um, I, want, I want to hear you rant, or do you want to get to uh, this? I feel quite mellow now, actually. I'm not in a really ranting mood. It's 11.21pm. I've had four beers. Um, in well, the it's past, time we in wind the, up this in, podcast. In the, in the past three hours, and I'm... I'm quite relaxed, John. It's the first time we've been relaxed for a couple okay. of days. Save your rant for next yeah. week. No, 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 I'm getting it out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I've got much other, much more positive things to talk about well, before we get there. Get a few things out because we, uh, we're uh, all right, well, what, yeah, now. what's going on? SA Indoor, uh, Poland heading there and some great stuff happening with PSI as well. We've got to get somebody from PSI, uh, the Pro Series Indoor on yeah, the yeah, show yeah. because okay. there's really positive stuff happening in multiple countries um, from those guys. And talking about going to multiple countries, Hockey Dreams, the new trip is uh, is out there for the Hockey Dreams Foundation, the African Hockey Experience. You can go to africanhockeyexperience.nl uh, and then go forward slash en forward slash if you, uh, you want to get it in English, uh, which is a what unique... What happens on the Hockey Experience? Matt? Well, John, uh, the African Hockey Experience is organised by Hockey Dreams Foundation. Uh, Remember we had Chris uh, yeah. on the show a long yeah. time ago and some great work being done uh, by Malou there in promoting Hockey yep. Dreams Foundation. It's a unique fundraising trip to, uh, ooh, I'm not going to read that, of our sporting communities in Africa. What? This year, it, it doesn't read very well. Uh, this year the destination of the trip is Kampala, Uganda, 
will be held from July the 3rd until July the 13th, 2020. For Hockey Dreams, this is a way to provide hockey players and other people interested the opportunity to work together with, their, with the coaches and children from our African programmes. The money participants raise is to fund these projects and therefore they can personally experience what their money can do. We challenge you for the hockey, the African hockey experience. We are looking for excited people who support our mission, a future through hockey. Are you at least 18 years of age? And do you want to make the world a better place? Do you love what we do? And are you ready to have a fantastic adventure in Africa? Then you should go on this trip. As a participant, you will experience an awesome trip and will see what your fundraising money will be spent on. Take action for our coaches. Do they add a level of authenticity by making you play games in bare feet on <laughs> on gravel grounds? Well, you'll find that if you go there, John. Um, it looks amazing. That'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty good. Getting Really getting in touch with the local hockey. Sign up. Go to the website. There's a brochure. You can find out all about the Hockey Dreams Foundation organisation. Catch up with the news there. It'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah, get some stories from previous great. participants. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, endeavour. Get behind it. African Hockey Experience. And our via Hockey Dreams Foundation. And it's funny, Matt, as much as uh, you might feel inspired by going and doing something like that, not you personally, but people, uh, for want of a best, better word, in first world countries, imagine the inspiration that some of these people get by the exposure they get to you and your passion for the game and stuff like that. They're very good. Go. I wish I could go. Spread the love of the game. Spread the love of the game. The best bit would be playing. The best bit would be getting back out there and playing some good old-fashioned backyard almost street hockey in the sense that you're not going to be... Now that's imperialistic. What, What are you on about? You might find some of the very best hockey forest players in the world there. You might, but you're not going to be finding them playing on pristine suburban hockey turfs like the Nest, are you? You're going to be getting some bare bones, good old grassroots hockey in yep. here. Mud, mud, mud roots. Mud, might be mud. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Clay those, roots. those Sand bindies. Roots. You know how you get those bindies? I, I reckon, yeah, bindies would be a problem. Not on the pictures here from the African Hockey Experience website, so uh, I don't think you'll be getting any bindies. Don't worry about that, folks. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Australian Indoor Championships ongoing at the moment are they? Uh, oh, they are. Yes. in New South Wales. Good things are indoor because the Eastern States is having a lot of problems with the yeah, air quality. Hut, hut, um, yeah, uh, live streaming on Hockey Australia YouTube. I think it's on Hockey Australia YouTube. It's on a YouTube channel being promoted by Hockey Australia now, eventually anyway, but some good stuff from the Australian Indoor Hockey Network on Facebook. Well, there was a Check whole that out. heap of teams was across different five different age divisions, I believe. Well, the Open Championships have just yeah, finished. Under-21s is on right now. So, yeah, it's a festival of indoor hockey uh, ongoing. Good luck to all the participants. They'll be having a great time, Matt. Of course. Of course, John. You'd um, know that if you'd been to a national championship. Oh. <laughs> flip. Flip off. Uh, my time will come, mate. I'm sure I'll make it over 55 div- division. What were you, division D or something? Division, <laughs> division D. Uh, uh, so I can't speak French. Uh, oh, Off you go. quick question. Uh, I've got a few things to go through. Quick yeah. question. I'm stepping down as uh, men's vice president. Would oh, you, yeah. Would, would you like the job? No. Well, uh, John, <laughs> the job's yours. 
Is it? Oh, yeah. you're giving me the job. Yeah, I'm prepared to hand it over to you. Just for 12 months. I'll come back 12 months later. I just need a year off. Is this like you can't serve more than so many consecutive yeah, exactly, terms? Exactly, that's because it. Yeah, people I'm doing are worried yeah, it's about a, it's consolidation a of power. I'm doing a Putin. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course you are. You want to be supreme leader, yeah, don't you? You be my Medvedev. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's very romantic, isn't it? I'll be your Putin if you'll be my Medvedev. Uh <laughs> what else? Oh, uh, after oh, that, what more could we have? We've launched, we've launched a what? new Facebook group called Field Hockey Shirt Swap. The idea being, John, I've got a club shirt here in Australia, and I'd love a club shirt from Buenos Aires in Argentina, and I like a blue and white hoop, and the person in Argentina loves a black and white stripe old shirt for us, but... And we just post it to each other. We hook up through the field hockey sw- shirt swap uh, Facebook page. Very popular. We've well, got, we got like nearly 250 people on there within a week. I'm I'm just about to um, put up a shirt for a swap. Yeah, but it's a very special shirt. Okay, you know the shirt very yeah, well. Yeah. It's, it's won four premierships. Mate. I think <laughs> oh, it's dear. about time. It, it well, you a, might get a swap from a listener. Or it have to be pretty. I mean, it, it's not going to be a cheap swap. Hey, do I think, don't think I'd take anything less than a signed Billy back a rug. Do you, <laughs> do you think uh, Mike Smith's listening from the hockey hockey museum? Because because they might there might be a, 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 a maybe a benefactor out there that's prepared to pay the big bucks and just buy it straight off you and put it to, in the to go into the museum. Yeah, I could I could even box it with the medals. Oh. And photos. That'd be special. No, I don't need the photos. Sure. How about audio tape? No, honestly, the smell would be enough. <laughs> okay. And, that's and that's they, a good no, thing, no, though. and they wouldn't need to see, they wouldn't need to have seen your face before meeting you in a room. They'd just get the odour when they walked in. Oh, that know. must be John oh, over there. I can smell John <laughs> coming. <laughs> what else have you got there? No, that's a good idea, your, your shirt swapping thing. That's a great idea. So yeah, get on the face. We don't have enough of that going on in the sport. I see some amazing kits and go, oh, that's a wicked kit. It's like, it'd be lovely to have that shirt to wear at training or, like, like Alec was saying, um, ho- hockey stuff just being worn as, as, as a ca- casual gear, um, uh, you know. See, that it'd, be was... ni- it'd be nice to go out in a, a Brazilian club shirt, wouldn't it? Down to the local tavern. Yeah. Well, that was a good thing about, for a palmy. Um, about the, a pop. the Fremantle hockey shirt. Until you change the design of it, oh, you trainer. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, really. The, the black and white stripes. Because in one shirt, you got both the home and the away kit. You got the black and white stripes. Yeah, but the prison, the, the black Freeman of prison did close in the, in the 80s. Hey? I was, I, oh, do you remember the riot? No, no, I don't. Oh, well, we were at cricket yeah. training when the riot happened and all the smoke started pouring out of the, um, the prison there. It was pretty funny because, um, it affected the kitchen. They had to order in a whole pile of Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Princess had oh, Could you be any more Western Australian centric? A whole load of Hungry Jacks. Oh, Burger King. Okay, yeah. Burger Hungry King worldwide. <laughs> no, it started as Hungry Jacks, mate. I'll tell you. Oh, it didn't. It was Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Sap corrected rather quickly there. Um, USA. Uh, Pro League games uh, only, to be, only to be played at the UNC. Karen Shouten Field. Karen Shouten, of course, the uh, the recent recipient of a Team USA College Coach of the Year award, and of course she coaches at John I the believe, University. I believe, Mr. Matt, that would be the University of North Carolina. 
<laughs> that was worse than the one you did before. Um, worse. But yeah, but nothing the University is, of North Carolina. Nothing. <laughs> Chapel Hill. Very, I, I can tell you that, that part of the world is very historic. Nothing, nothing at Spooky Nook. Well, th- this the is interesting. Of spooky Nook. This is interesting. I mean, they, they say that, um, you know, Spooky Nook, the facilities weren't up to crack and the lighting was shit. Yeah, well, well, and also broadcast requirement. Requirements was, was, an, was another reason given, given for the reason why we, it isn't we pointed out else. spooky, spooky on the program that spooky look wasn't up to standard with lighting. I saw those spider webs in the corner of the field. Now, as far as the facilities being not up to standard, look, you scratch, can't light a hockey field with pumpkins. Are we talking facilities for athletes or facilities for spectators? No, it's a nice field. I have a feeling it's all to do with the, the, the lights. The, the turf needed replacing. And the field. Okay. Karen Shelton, what a servant that she's been to the game. Um, but it's not spooky nook, is it? It's a fun, I, I've got, does it really matter where they hold it as long as the ground's up to standard and blah, blah. But the idea of somewhere. No, what's important is they hold it somewhere where they're going to garner a good, good crowd, crowd of hockey yeah, lovers yeah. that parents can take kids along to get inspiration to see the very best in the world happening there on the doorstep. That's well, Miss Allen, I'm, I'm sure, in North Carolina. Oh, we've got a Mr. to Miss. Yeah. The shorts, not scorts, and lovely new shorts from Field Hockey Label. Yeah. I, um, yeah. But it's good to see they're being proactive about trying to improve the facilities but, of the Pro League's happening, and maybe because they were told they had to, but at least they're doing something. Well, other news, of course, is Caroline Nelson-Nichols named as head coach since we were last on air of the USA women's team, replacing Yannicka Shopman, uh, who just looking back, disappeared, just... disappeared rather rapidly, and fairly soon after the, uh, the petition came out for change, led by players of the men's and the women's national teams. I hear on the grapevine that a lot of the younger players will be very happy that uh, Caroline's taken the role there. She's done a lot of work with um, junior age development, so they've um, got to know her coaching style and got to know her over the years. Um, a few reservations elsewhere, and a couple of questions over whether this is a, a long-term appointment or this is something uh, just to, to cover upcoming Pro League. Just to, um, speaking of upcoming Pro League, I should have mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, something about the, the particular teams and the way people are treating it, etc., etc., and what stage certain teams are at. Um, now, on the official team sheets, this is the official list on, on the TMS side about who's, who's involved with these teams, blah, blah. The Netherlands have named um, pretty much a squad of a 30, and they also have named their team staff. Check this out. Two team managers, a stand-in manager, head coach, assistant coach, assistant coach, yeah. assistant coach. Yeah, they have to, though. Medical doctor, medical doctor, medical doctor. Wait, yeah. wait. Physiotherapist, physiotherapist, stand-in mass manager, physiotherapist, stand-in manager, physical trainer and physical... That's 15. Yeah, but you know they're not all going. There'll be certain uh, games that some can I mean, go that's to and my, that's, that's why that's, they've got a name in there. No, 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 that's, that's not my point. It, let's, let's have a look at China, who their opponents are. They've got the team manager... Uh, Two stand-in managers, a head coach, three assistant coach, four assistant coaches, and a medical director. And and you'd expect that China would have a reasonable backroom thing going because of the way the game's funded and how it's run. 
Oh, okay. not to not to the uh, financial clout of the Dutch, though. No, but but they're essentially state sponsored, so maybe more financial clout. Nah, than I don't know, no, but well, that, that's, just a, that's just a matter of whether the government gives them very the money. small fish, very big pond. That's, yeah, but yeah, and if they hadn't if they hadn't have um, got an Olympic spot, then they wouldn't have been getting any money, and they wouldn't have been playing pro yeah. league. But then you look at the United States. Their team staff consists of Krista Page's manager and assistant coach Lawrence Amar, plus the announced team coach that wouldn't maybe should have been on this list, but it's not. What I'm getting at is that the resources that different nations are able to bring. Now, you you just said before when I read that list, oh they got to name them now because if they don't name them now, there'll be different people doing different games. Well, under that thinking, then there's only going to be two team two staff members for the American team because if you've got to name them now but you can't you can obviously no, well, you add can, people and all the rest you of it must but be it's able still because you can do it with players you're yeah. going to be able to do it with doctors aren't you it, it's just interesting that whether that's a sign of how much money is available or or whether people have been signed up to do these things or they're having to do it on the fly or whatever it's it on is the, mate it's on the fly because hang on it was just December and oh bugger Pro League starts in two weeks' time. Yeah, um, but mo- most teams have about six or seven people named in their team staff list. But look at that. That team staff list from the Netherlands is just incredible. Three medical doctors, physio. Now, maybe at all the home games, all of them will be there and only one travels on the away games or something. I mean, if you've got the resources, you'd use them. If you've got three team physiotherapists named, why wouldn't you have three of them down there Working, massaging people between quarters or whatever. So yeah, because yeah. that's what they do. Well, look at what happens in, in in our say sport like Australian rules football, where people are getting massaged on the sidelines, and this is happening as much now in the women's game as it is in the men's in that particular sport, because the resources and the money are there, and they're copying what's happened at the men's level as far as the women go. So it's it's not because these are such high-priced, amazing athletes that they're getting the attention. They're getting the attention because the money's there to do it. Yeah. Anyway, um, one more thing before I go. Yeah. I want to talk about the um, the International Hockey Federation hey, well, well, safeguarding well, I've got a point. Okay. Uh, I'll write this down. Yeah. FIH new safeguarding policy. Mm. Question mark. Because I saw it came out and a, and a few different associations and uh, organisations reposted it. Didn't bother reading it. Uh, well, consistent with the objectives and principles of the FIH, everyone has the right to participate in a safe and respectful hockey environment, whether they are an athlete, coach, official, staff or a volunteer. The FIH is committed to promoting a non-violent and supporting environment for all its members in hockey Brilliant. and has developed and adapted this policy to set forth the eff- efforts it will undertake to promote hockey. A safe hockey space. Huh. All forms of harassment and abuse are prohibited under the FIH's integrity code and the IOC code of ethics and will not be tolerated by the FIH. Uh, Article 7.4. Oh, someone's ringing mad. It's your Sorry. dad, isn't yeah, it? It is my dad, yeah. Do we have to talk to your dad? Uh-huh. It's alright. Take the call. And that was, uh, that's old man Morris there just, uh, ringing up and uh, having a bit chat to his son. Let's get back to the, uh, FIH. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back. Awkward. To, yeah. Well, we're, 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 this is the, uh, safeguarding policy. Now it's, it's essentially, um, 
a policy that aims to provide a framework for safeguarding the well-being of all participants of hockey. Great. Uh, this uh, policy also clearly defines harassment and abuse and raises awareness and sets out her, how harassment and or abuse can be reported. Now, you can find a copy of this on the FIH website, FIH.ch. It's there in the news section. And it does define harassment and abuse, psychological abuse, physical abuse, sexual harassment and neglect. Neglect is, within the meaning of this policy, a failure of I, a coach I suffered, or I, another person. Hang on, I suffered all four of those last time I played with you. Sorry, go on. Uh, it's not a funny topic, John. No, it's don't not. Don't laugh. It's not funny. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be laughing. That wasn't even a joke, so I don't, God knows why I was laughing. Uh, within the meaning of the policy, that means, neglect means a failure of a coach or another person with a duty of care towards a covered individual to provide a minimum level of care to the covered individual, which is causing harm, allowing harm to be caused or creating an imminent danger of harm. Harassment and abuse can be based on any grounds, including I would have thought if it could be based on any grounds, it includes anything, but it includes race, religion, colour, creed, ethnic origin, physical attributes. I won't call you ugly anymore. Gender, sexual orientation, age, disability, socioeconomic status and athletic ability. So that means you can't call me a crab anymore. Huh? You got that? Okay. It can include a one-off incident what if I like crabs? or a series of inter- incidents. It may be in person or online. Okay. So I can't call you a crab online either. You can't send me private messages saying, I heard about your game today, you're crap. Okay? The, the, all the weapons of my coaching armory are just disappearing. Yeah, well, they are. Well, listen to this. Uh, harassment and abuse often result from How a, I... an abuse of authority. Ah, shit. They, Meaning, there, goes, yeah. there goes the empire mentoring. Well, your your vice presidential role's clearly gone to your well, head. Well, that's not your vice presidential <laughs> role, my friends. <laughs> okay, what's interesting is <clears throat> this applies to anybody that's deemed to be a covered individual. Covered individuals. The policy is applicable to the following covered individuals, as defined in Article 3.1 and 3.2 of the FIH Integrity Code. Athlete is any natural person, i.e. physical person, competing in a hockey event sanctioned by the FIH, a continental federation and or a national association. Now here I have a question. Is our club, club game? Yes, it is. It is covered by the national association, no doubt. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and Hockey Australia will sign up to that policy, and, so and we're then, signed up to it. And then when signed, you when you pay oh, your forty two dollars, Hockey Australia, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, got yeah. Okay, and it goes through and it lists a whole lot of stuff about, uh, yeah, the definitions of harassment and abuse, because yep, and uh, violations, how you report it. Now there is a safeguarding reporting procedure. It's a flowchart. Check this out, Matt. Don't you like that? It will lead to flowchart. It will lead to the whistleblower squad, though. No, it. it it, uh, it leads to the application to a disciplinary commissioner, uh, an integrity unit reviewing decision and recommending investigation under the integrity code. Yeah. That, that, that's afterwards been to the cops. And uh, the other one is an appeal to the Court of Arbitration of Sport. So that's the three outcomes there. So uh, either they tell you that you've got no complaint and you complain back to them. Um <laughs> 
then uh, you can complain to the Court of Arbitration of Sport if yeah. you're not happy with that. Or in the end, you can go to the cops. Um, there's also an incident report form, so you can report your incident. Sorry about this chair, folks. You, you can report the fact that Matt Allen has been bullying, bullying you for years now, at least three years, in public, and you can put contact details. And it's all, it's all so it's anonymous. A, hang on, hang on. So what, what? Except they know who you are. So, just doing something, like basically bullying in the name of hockey, not just on the field, like me bullying you about your poor performances. Well, a, a covered individual is a team or other entity participating in any event, any hockey event, FIH sanctioned event. But um, uh, it is also, whereas this is really, this is really interesting. Any person or entity organising and or promoting an event, including any candidate slash host country seeking to host or hosting an event organised by the FIH. So the covered individual includes nation states or national associations within nation states. That's really cool. So if you felt that, the um, say, the Bulgarian Federation was bullying you, yeah. you could have them up for harassment. Well, we've had a few DMs. You in Bulgaria. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know you've been close for a while now. Is that developing? Well, I just find they're a bit of a pest. You know, oh. boop, 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 oh, the pest. Play this sweep. This is Pumele Lambande, captain of the champion Blind River Bunters, and you are listening to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, I, unfollowed the, I unfollowed the uh, Blyde R- River Bunters on Why? Twitter this week. They've done nothing for two years on there. I don't think they're a team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that part of your rant? No, no, no. That's it. no so, yeah. Look, no, let's no, get no, on no, to rant because we've got to finish this yeah, show. Yeah, we have, we have. Um, uh, oh, social God, media. You know, how long this social is media. Be? Fail of the week. Week. Um, week. Not the week. week. Right, okay. Quite a while now. We've lambasted um, the prevalence of happy birthday celebrations coming out on social media um, from Hockey India primarily. Um, right down to the... Actually, shouldn't we say happy birthday to Hockey India today <laughs> for its first, its first... Isn't today the anniversary of its first Hockey birthday post? <laughs> Go away. Um yeah, right down to the like the cleaner in the hockey India offices um, gets a shout out for for her birthday. Well, I'll tell you what, now, he deserves a shout out for his birthday. Look at all the messes he's been cleaning up over well, the years. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of trophies to clean as well. To be fair, <laughs> all those flower petals everywhere. Oh, oh dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we took I took the mic with uh, Mahir's birthday back in December and did a nice little post. One of our push past pundit colleagues. Mahir Vasavda, and... Uh, Wasn't he thrilled? <laughs> he didn't mind, but he said, oh, the photo's terrible. But it's the photo of his own Twitter feed. Anyway, that's, that's, that's not the point. Um, but we're not likely to put a good one up, obviously. So, we've put it up. So, we've, put, we've put up with the Hockey India ones. Yeah. Lo and behold... Oh, and Drag Flick does some great independent media stuff out yeah, there yeah, promoting the game. Yeah, yeah, but they're yeah. on... You know, they've been on the birthday bandwagon for a while. 
Lo and behold, the FIH now jump on the birthday bandwagon. Now, there, I'm sure there is a hockey born every, a hockey player born every day for 365 days of the year and they can put this little no, graphic not up Wednesdays. there. Hockey players aren't born on Wednesdays. I, mate, when people have birthday posts come up on Facebook, I just, I don't like them. It's not because I don't like you. It's not because I don't wish you happy birthday. But I'm not. Gonna, but I'm not going to send you a message just because I've been prompted by Facebook that it's your birthday that I'm going to put a message or write something on 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 a post because it's your birthday. If no, I, if, I'm gonna, you? if I'm going if I'm going to contact you because it's your birthday, then I'll contact you because it's your birthday. I'm that close to you that it's. Not just, uh, and I appreciate the you're thousand, just trying to find, oh, no, 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 let's be fair, you're just trying to find out what time the booking is. I, I appreciate <laughs> the thousands of people that wish me happy birthday, you know, on, on that very special day every year. Yeah. Um, but I'm just not, just, I don't, I just think it's lazy by social media departments to think that that's something which is, uh, good for, for telling the story of your organisation or selling the story of hockey. Even building stars, um, all you're doing is giving an opportunity for people to break into their bank accounts and, <laughs> and, and hack, hack, hack their hotmail. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, and, and even, even, get, even, even guess their passwords, you know? That's a good point. Um, it's just not fair. You know, the, it's not, we're not talking about big, big earners here in the hockey world. <laughs> no, we're not. Do we have anyway, any money? That's kind of, no. But that, you know, that's, Forget the birthday flipping greetings, guys. Do, do some proper journalistic or um, promotion work with your people. Uh, yeah, no, I... Happy birthday, everybody. Well done. Yeah. Well, does that mean you have to wish them happy birthday every year from that point on? What's even worse is the dickheads who then get on <laughs> and make comments on those posts and say, yes, happy birthday, so-and-so. Happy birthday, Rosie Malone. Rosie Malone's then going to log into there and go, oh, thank you, um, John Smith, for saying happy birthday to me and put a little like on it. She'll go, weird. <laughs> no, she'd love it. Rosie's a nice girl. I bet. I bet she'd individually reply and respond to. Yeah, I'm sure. Everyone. I'm sure she would. Just don't mess with the brother. He's double hard. Is he? Yeah. He's a kickboxer, boxer. Is he really? Yeah. No, I told you. We talked about it on the show a few weeks ago. The Instagram comments. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, dual training and whatever, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, Is for show 126 of the yeah, Reverse Stick. We've gone Stick. on far too long. You know what, the this is longer than our extended pre-Christmas <laughs> show. Well, we're back. We're back for 2020. Uh, yes, the Global Hockey it. Podcast. Um, where's where's, where's do, the outro? Oh, don't worry about go. that. I'll just keep talking. Um, don't forget to join us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the reverse stick of course we're on YouTube as well just search the reverse stick like subscribe tell your mates in the car on the way to the game good luck if you're playing this weekend summer hockey again next week mate for us yep we'll be looking forward to that uh, getting back and having a run around um, pro league kicking off oh two days away check it out tell us what you think of the symbol, single not at the venue commentator that's going to oh, be oh will be interesting yeah I think there's going to be a bit of a reaction to the um the broadcast of these particular games. Let's wait and see how it goes. Thanks, happy, mate. Happy 2020. See you next yeah, week. Yeah, look forward to the year, everybody, and I hope you had a, a safe time. And uh, looks forward to speaking to you soon. Yeah, I look, I looks forward to speaking to you soon as well. Oh, that's good. And by the way, everybody's safe. None of us got burnt. Yeah, we're yeah. all good. Yeah, thank you. 
You got rinsed though. I got rinsed. You got rinsed. I rinsed you at fives. I, I, I get out. I rinsed you. You did not rinsed. You were rinsed by me. Oh, rinsed what? I've never rinsed more than that time rinsed. I, I rinsed you last time we played rinsed. fives. I'm sorry. You ain't from North but Carolina. You were you were so rinsed. I got a dishcloth and wiped your head afterwards. Oh, how long have you been thinking about that? Months. You spent months thinking about that, haven't you? I can bet you have. It's one of your better ideas, just quietly too. <laughs> Good night, John.